Sorry. Hey, welcome. My asshole is bleeding hard. Thanks, Aaron, for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Probably should get it checked out, dude. At least put down a towel under the seat. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> thanks for butt shaming me. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a special guest here today on the the G Club. It's our buddy Gerard. Hey guys. Hey Gerard. How's it going? What's up, Gerard? How much, man? How are I, you? I call you Gerard, and I call Jared Jrod. Really? Yeah. That's that's not confusing at all for some people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gerard. You're the completionist. Yes, unfortunately. What does that mean? Yeah. I complete games 100% uh, all the time. Why do you do this? Uh, oh, man. Why do you do this? Why do I do this? <laughs> Tell <laughs> me. <laughs> Answer me. It's just floating off into space. <laughs> Why do I do this? It, <laughs> Why am I here? Uh, I started completing games because uh, my mom growing up she would tell me that i wasn't allowed to get a new game until i was done with the one i had Whoa. wait really and there's yeah. like a narrative to this yeah she was like you, you have a fucking completionist origin <laughs> yeah, story? yeah man yeah <laughs> i didn't know that yeah my my mom was like always like well you can't get a new one until you're completely done with the one that you have like and she had like, to see a 100 percent on the screen yeah i had to i had explained to her like see i did it like i beat the game it was usually the credits screen so i never okay. really sometimes i would complete it like so you, fully, you were but, pro Gerard the finishist for a time yeah 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 um i was definitely like oh man like i mom look i did it i did it and uh and then i think like from when I was like 14 to 17, I like stopped playing games. I just was like, uh, I'm in theaters, you know, high school. I don't have time to, to play games. And it wasn't until RE4 came out where I was like, oh shit, yeah, video games are a thing. This is awesome. And I completed that. And then like, it just like a resurgence happened where I was like, oh shit, what about this game? I'm going to go pick this up. And mm -hmm. I started like getting old school games again. And that kind of just went on through college. And I've just been doing it ever since. But when you picked up games again with with like Resident Evil, were you just finishing them or were you completing them? Oh, when I, I when it, when I picked up RE4, I was so happy playing it that I was like, yo, I gotta see if there's anything if I actually beat it and mm -hmm. like get everything. And it just made me realize, oh, like that's a thing. When you get to the end, you get like a cheat code or a costume or an unlock and or an exploit or something and that was like super intriguing to me like i wonder if every game has something like this mm -hmm. and so once once trophies and achievements became a thing i was like oh man there's a way to like log my my progress that's really really cool and then i realized that most of those achievements and trophies are actually really shitty and they're just there to pad out the gameplay and not give you anything but a digital bragging thing right and now i hate trophies and achievements <laughs> well it kind of went from Here's something that I'm doing anyway just to see if I can and see if there is a, a carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah. Uh, it went from that to, oh, now I have to get these 500 collectibles because they put them in for the achievement, not because they're like, oh, we put these things in the game and maybe if you get them all, something happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, something a little less satisfying about knowing that the developers want you to do it as opposed to you just kind of inventing it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. I wonder if I can get through the game using only the B Mega Buster and Mega Man or something, you know? And then it's like Mega Man 9. It's like Buster only run. It's like... I wonder if I can take this Garden Gnome <laughs> all the way through Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Yeah. Oh, it's an achievement. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. That's lame. Apparently it's super buggy too because you have to put it in the car and there's no place for it in the car. So you just have to like wedge it in with the physics. But yeah. but that's that makes it feel like it wasn't supposed to like... Yeah. 
Well, I don't, maybe the game didn't launch with, with achievements and they added them. I don't know. I feel like achievement culture, culture has become a lot more prevalent in these past few years just because uh, to be a true gamer, you have to at least beat the game and get that trophy. It's like each trophy has different weight. Is it bronze? Is it gold? Is it platinum? Did mm-hmm. you do it? Did you, is your gamer score now up there? And it's it's become a lot more about That's true. who can get the most points, the fastest, the quickest, and the most efficient, and mm-hmm. then move on to the next game and do that same thing. Like, I respect Ray from formerly of uh, Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunters because he essentially was, an, was a completionist for them, and uh, mm-hmm. he still does that on his streams when he's on Ron he Brownman. He plays a lot yeah. of shitty games. He does, but he's always like, this is the best way to get the achievements, and this is the most efficient way, and mm-hmm. even though this game sucks, like you can get everything in five minutes. Right. And yeah, wasn't that a thing? Like the Avatar The Last Airbender 360? It was like you, you could get it in like the first... 10 minutes of the game, you get all the achievements. And yeah. Like, That's my gamer the score. Resale value right spiked when that news yeah, dropped. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, it's, it's crazy. Cause it just, I, I like that idea of like, Oh man, I can get every achievement in five minutes. It's like a fun thing. But mm-hmm. for every game to have really long and impossible gameplay capabilities, like the one reason why I won't review halo is because, uh, when I, when I pick games on, on the show, I'll pick games that, are like the most definitive versions that are available like oh this mm-hmm. one just came got remastered on 3ds or wii u or switch mm-hmm. uh or xbox one or ps4 and so that's like if i'm buying the game today what's the version that i can get that's not fucked up the one that everyone can buy mm-hmm. that will can get quick access so that if my video is good for them it'll make them go oh i want to play that game how can i get it as quick as possible or the easiest way without uh breaking the retro bank if you will mm-hmm. um and uh there was something... Oh, man, I just lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Uh, you mentioned Halo. Halo, yes, mm-hmm. Halo. So for the Xbox One version of Halo, uh, for like the Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 collection that you can get mm-hmm. on Xbox One, they created new and really long achievements that you're supposed to accumulate over the course of your years playing the game. So it's like... Oh. And there are micro-achievements that are not in the realm of actual achievements. It's micro achievements within the game that lead to bigger achievements so it's like get a hundred headshots get a thousand headshots get ten thousand headshots get a hundred thousand headshots uh win a hundred matches win 300 matches win a thousand matches ten thousand matches a hundred thousand matches it's obviously meant to be played over the course of x amount of years but that's just creating excessive gameplay for the sake of creating excessive gameplay they want gamers to keep playing halo for years and years and years and i Mm -hmm. get that but when the gameplay doesn't evolve from anything but just shooting people and and playing that kind of arena style shooter then you're just giving people more reason to play versus oh i'm gonna play with my friends today because i want to play halo with my friends Mm -hmm. and it creates this weird competitive environment that's just kind of in my opinion gross like i don't want i don't want to play halo that long you're Mm -hmm. kind of metagaming yourself Mm -hmm. you're like oh like i only have to play 500 more games to get this achievement guess i'm going to keep playing even though it's not fun for me anymore yeah i i reviewed uh, gears of war last year to celebrate gears of war 4 which was ironically my worst video like in past three or four years in terms of performance and uh I went through hell just for all the multiplayer achievements to the point where no one's playing Gears of War online. So I had to buy several Xboxes in my office and create like a digital LAN network so that I could farm these achievements because no one was playing Gears of War. And uh, Jesus, like I hate that aspect of, of completing games because, again, it's just padding out 
these achievements just to show your friends, hey, like I did this. I got all these headshots and these kills and these wins. Right. And then you then you get to games that they're where they weren't patched or they weren't properly programmed. So achievements become un unachievable to get. And or it, some are just glitched in the game and just don't trigger mm-hmm. sometimes and Or you have to do something to make it trigger that has nothing to do with the actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed has that a lot. Like I, I completed Assassin's Creed and uh, there was a common error in the 360 version I didn't know about where a flag will just disappear. <laughs> you have like a one in four chance that the flag that you need in the game to complete it will disappear. Mm. So I had to replay the game twice to try and make sure that flag didn't disappear. Jeez. And it's like that's just shit that never got patched, never got figured out. But the community mm. who's still playing that game or is actively talking about that game still knows about it full full throttle. They know, oh yeah, we know all about it, and this is mm. why it happens, and the values, and the and right. all this stuff. So they it's know very all the code. Yeah, it's very fascinating because then you they just keep making games that are. Just worse reiterations of what started it all. And so, did, I, did you talk about that in your video? I did. I did, um, and it sucked. It really sucked because you, I had every achievement but that one, and I had to go back and do it again. And then the same bug happened, and I had to do it again. And you think that? Uh, I mean, it's fascinating that Assassin's Creed, that version of Assassin's Creed specifically, never got remastered. The first one never got remastered. Two mm. and all the ones afterwards to be remastered a few times, but. They never remastered the first one. I guess Ubisoft just really hates Patrice Desolet. I guess so. <laughs> um, per- I remember when Assassin's Creed first came out, and it was like a this is just a Prince of Persia clone, and, uh, made, and now, by the, and, made by the people who made Prince of Persia. Yeah, and, and it's like right. now, now who gives a shit about Prince of Persia? Assassin's Creed is a fucking billion dollar industry on its own. Yeah, yeah. but it, it is interesting that like even. Even with the the advent of social media, you, you don't see people tweet about, at least within my bubble, I don't see a lot of people tweet about achievements uh, of like, oh, I got this achievement in this game, unless it's like some ex- insanely rare, hard to, think, hard to get thing. Um, what you do see occasionally is someone being like, oh, I got like this platinum trophy, like I got every trophy in the game. Yeah. Like it only matters if you get all of them. And it's completely arbitrary what constitutes that platinum trophy or wherever the Xbox equivalent of that is. Not to um, mention that when DLC gets released, it like still outweighs the need for the Platinum Trophy. Like, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7 is a prime example. I completed that game, easy Platinum, loved playing that game. It was a ton of, ton of fun. DLC came out, added like five to ten more trophies, and I still had the Platinum. So it's Yeah, like, they don't count to the Platinum. They don't count to the Platinum, so it's like, why would I... <laughs> right. Just to make sure that everything looks good, I mm-hmm. guess. Just like to fill up that bar next to the name so of that you, game. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at my, my gamer score online, you'll see that, like, how it usually looks is, like, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 75%, <laughs> but the Platinum right. is still there. And then 100%, 100%, because I don't want to go back and make another video about a game that mm-hmm. had DLC. The DLC was, like, press, like, kill this character in the very beginning of the game. It's like, great, I would have gone that anyways. Why make it out a trophy right, right when you boot it up? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what DLC trophies have become. It's just mm-hmm. like, do this task that's super easy to do and you'll get a trophy. And I'm sure a lot of people out there are going to disagree, but it's kind of what happens nowadays. They kind of attach trophies to DLC products. People will go back not only to play the DLC, but to like have a reason to keep replaying that DLC. Right. It's yeah. very, very bizarre. And and I'm, I'm pretty sure that both Microsoft and Sony require developers put achievements in their games now, right? Mm. 
It is a requirement. Yeah. And it's actually why games like Sonic Mania, for instance, probably don't have a platinum trophy in it. Hmm. Like I think I think there has to be a certain threshold or investment in your game in order for Sony or Microsoft to recognize it as a big enough title to warrant a a platinum trophy or a trophy or an achievement that's you got all the achievements achievements. Right. Um and I think just because they just they value it differently, or I don't know if it's a pay scale or something, but yeah, it definitely is know. a thing where, like, yeah, that's probably it has why. to be a real game in order mm-hmm. to have a platinum. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, but it's 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 all made up. Yeah, and and I think it's, it's interesting. Digital that, currency that does nothing. Right. Like, it'd be one thing if I could take my trophy points and like redeem them for more games or buy yeah, like a, a free theme. month of PlayStation Plus. Yeah, but really, what? it's just it's a digital plaque that no one's ever gonna look at unless I'm like. Hey, I'm your friend. Look at how big my ego is by looking at my <laughs> right. trophy list. Like no one, at least from my perspective, no one really cares about yeah. that kind of thing. Unless you're that completionist out there who loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. But but it, it's and I, I think <clears throat> I mean it's been a while, but I think uh, when the PS3 added trophies because I've had Sony consoles, I don't have a lot of experience with Microsoft consoles, their achievement system, but yeah. Um, I think they added the idea of hidden trophies later on. Yeah. I don't think they existed at the beginning where it just says there's a trophy, but it doesn't tell you the name of it, what the description is. So it's sort of left for as a secret for you to discover. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's just story stuff. Yeah. They, they That just is locked out so you don't <laughs> spoil it for yourself. Yeah. Um, but occasionally it is something that's actually rare. I just think it's interesting that because it's a requirement, I think some, especially indie developers... Um, kind of get a little bit sneaky where I think the first game that, that struck me with this sort of idea was Braid, which I first played on the PS3 and it had trophies because it had to have trophies and the, the trophies for Braid are for beating every single world and then for speedrunning the game under a certain time limit. Yeah. None of the stars are included as trophies whatsoever and that's like the big huge secrets in, in that game are all the stars. I think uh, Undertale recently got a physical release yes and all their <laughs> trophies and achievements are like they're jokes yeah it's like get one item get two items but the name of the, tro- the yeah the name of the achievement is is uh I, don't worry i have lots of ideas for trophies and yeah it's get one item and then two is is like still got lots of ideas and then it's by the end it's just like oh shit like i don't i don't know yeah i don't have any ideas for these anymore yeah but it's just all it's just but it's perfect for a comedy game like like undertale yeah to use the trophies for a real joke there there's they added this whole room in the, the PS4 port of Undertale, which is um, a room. It's a shrine where you can donate money to a dog. And if you donate up to the certain threshold and then leave and then return, he buys an item with your donations. And you can do this 15 times. And every time you do it, you get a trophy. And it's pointless. It's entirely just jokes for the, about like wasting your money and wasting your time. Yeah. But there's 15 trophies, including gold trophies, that are locked behind that. And it's all just... It fits in perfectly with that game, but... I think not every game is designed around the idea of trophies and yeah. achievements and things like that. Um, and that's where I, I find things like Braid interesting, where they're just there's huge parts of that game they just don't even acknowledge. They're just like, yep, you get trophies for playing the game. Yeah. You're just going to keep it. Just It's not why we made this game. Um, but the idea of completing it is independent of the trophy system, of the achievement system. Yeah, There's absolutely. stuff in that game. And it was also something that I wanted to ask you that uh, in a lot of these games especially older games that don't have these systems in them, how do you determine when you've completed it? Because there's a difference between finishing a game and completing it. Absolutely. Which you, you even acknowledge in all of your reviews. You have a finishing kind of score and a completing score. Yeah. Well, the, the complete the completed score and finished score are designed not so much for like 
uh, I guess it's like my rating system, if you will. But like, I don't really see it as numbers because I hate number systems. Yeah. I really disagree with them across the board. I'm not but, gonna fight you there. Yeah, but I think. Uh, completing a game to me like complete it is this game is so good regardless of its flaws that it's a good time to really play every aspect of it Mm -hmm. Uh, finishing it is like okay i beat the game i beat the narrative don't need to pick it up again and get the extra trophies play it it's like okay i played it for a good few hours i'm ready to walk away from it look at it it's like oh look at the box art it's pretty Mm -hmm. don't know if i want to actually open it but it looks pretty cool in the box and then donate it is like okay yeah probably should not touch this game I'm going to mm-hmm. throw it in the donation pile. but uh, So much more, uh, uh, what's the word? Relatable scale. Than yeah. It's a it's four out of five star. It's like, I yeah. don't know what that means. That could be a thousand different things for to a thousand different people. Right, right. Well, so what's your process? Like, what do you do? You, do you do immense research on how to complete a game before you play it? Yes. Every game, we probably spend about four to eight hours worth of research to make sure that before we even turn the console on do is it possible to get everything in the current climate of the game so you know if it's like a 360 game or a ps3 or current game console uh is the online service working are there any known bugs to prevent us from getting the trophies or achievements can we do workarounds or something to make those achievements happen um you know glitches that could potentially break the game anything like that we need to know going into it because if we get to that point in the game where oh shit this thing is unattainable mm-hmm. and it's thursday night at 3 a.m going into friday where episode goes live and we still don't have the game completed you can look at my trophy score right away and see that i lied through my teeth and so i have like that's the unfortunate thing about the show is I actually have to do my fucking job or else people will call me out and say I didn't actually do it. Mm -hmm. And so we do a lot of intense research to make sure that whatever is completable in the time is actually completable. Um, You know, I wanted to do an episode on Arkham Origins and I can't complete the game because they had a, a, like, I think their online service with GameSpy or something like that and they no longer exist. So you can't Mm -hmm. play... Batman Origins online anymore to get those or Arkham Origins to get those achievements and trophies and so you know because I'm expected to get everything it kind of sways my decision if I can actually do it or not um, so so with with modern games um, completing it often means just getting all the achievements getting all the trophies getting all the achievements any secret ending or special costumes or abilities so that even are, if it doesn't have an achievement tied to it you're, you're trying yes. to get every piece of content that's in that game absolutely has there ever been a game where you played it and like there were modes that just were completely inconsequential to completing it so you just ignored them um i didn't there have been modes like that and, but I've never ignored them because uh, the the fishy thing to me, and this is what makes some of the episodes more fascinating than others, is the lack of communication about those modes. So if there's a mode that exists that has not enough information on it, it means that no one's actually ever completed it or they completed it and it, there wasn't a reward or there was nothing to really talk about about that mode. And so those are the, always the ones where I'm like, why didn't anyone talk about this? Why was there no information at all about it? And then I'll deep dive into it and nine to 10 times it's like, oh man, there's nothing here. Of course there's nothing to talk about. But um, then there'll be that one moment where it's like, oh shit, 
because I did this, there actually was a thing. Like, you know, um, Sonic Mania is a prime example. They didn't really talk about it, but there's a secret ending in the game that involves Knuckles. And so if you know how to get that mode and how to, to do it and everything, it's like that's a really cool Easter egg that most people wouldn't even probably bat an eye at. But uh, because I did everything in the game, I was able to figure that out on my own. And mind you, Sonic Mania, by the time I played it, uh, no one knew anything about it in regards to achievements, trophies, how to get them. And that's kind of the, the fun thing about getting new games early before most people is figuring out what it's like to complete a game without research, without a guide, without someone telling me, hey, do this. And those those ones are, are really, really exciting. But uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely have to go into the unknown just to say for that one person who's like, you didn't actually complete it. And those are the conversations I have with people like Collins more so than not is you didn't actually do it and it's like no I did Mm -hmm. and then it's back and forth like well technically you didn't do it on the hardest setting it's like I did and it's like no you didn't you didn't it's it's just it becomes always something yeah it turns into a witch hunt sometimes Well, because to me the idea of completing a game in certain games could almost be seen as an impossible act if you think of because again completing a game is is a self-defined thing the game isn't going to tell you yep you've done everything in the game because even if there's achievements for that, there's stuff in the game that's not an achievement. Mm-hmm. You could count Easter eggs as 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 part of completing a game of like, yeah. I want to see everything this game has. Okay, time to scrub every square inch of this game. Um, so, and, and when you were talking about uh, different modes, you mean things like if there's like an endless level uh, mode to a game or something where it's like, oh, we're just going to keep throwing shit at you forever and see how long you survive. Like, you'll just try to push that as far as you can. Yeah, it's, you know, things that if there's a scoring system in which you have to rank and mm-hmm. get a certain ranking, I'll definitely do it. So things like uh, like the challenges in Super Mario, a new Super Mario Bros. U, they have like gold, silver, and, and bronze right. ranking if you get the best scores. And so um, you don't get anything for doing them. There's no recorded thing that you get for for beating them but i have to be in the completionist i have to prove i have to like it's like turning in my homework i have to show my proof and <laughs> right. this is why my opinion's this way and this is the evidence that i did it and so uh you know i have to do those mundane tasks sometimes that really in the grand scale of being a content producer is like three to ten seconds of footage of like i fucking did it mm-hmm. thanks for coming by like <laughs> those eight hours of my life eight hours of my usually more than that yeah. depending on the game but uh i mean for like one second of footage like yeah. that one part of the game it's yeah like that much time completing a game can take i don't even want to know how long yeah some so and the, the sad thing is you know my show is not like a it's like a review show, but it's also like a, I, I, over the years I've kind of, I view myself as someone who is not so much a reviewer, but someone who just appreciates games, both good and bad. It's like a video game appreciation show where it's like, let's talk about why this game sucks. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about why it's good. Let's, let's kind of find everything in between. And, uh, I've kind of put myself in that position of, oh, no matter what happens, I have to complete the game. Mm-hmm. And that gets super stressful when you do games like, uh, Skyrim or, uh, Metal Gear Solid, where the tasks required are just asinine. Um, you know, getting big boss ranking on Metal Gear Solid 1 
was one of the hardest things I ever did because you have to beat the whole game under three hours without being spotted once, without killing anyone. And I think it took me over 75 runs to do it. And I went from being a gamer who knew who knew Metal Gear Solid very lightly to, oh, I'm now a speed runner. I now know the, 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 the glitches and the methods, and I have to use and abuse them to get the goal of this ranking. Mm-hmm. And then to finally get there and be like, oh... I actually got nothing for it but this little screen that says I did it. Well, now I fucking did it. So here you go. I did it for that one shot. And you look at the amount of the writing and the producing and the editing and, and the acting for the people who are involved in the show sometimes. And it it always outweighs the need to do it. But it's also, again, I have to live up to that title of, oh, I'm the, I'm the completionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the finishist. <laughs> I have to actually do what I say I'm going to do. And that mm-hmm. that always ends up becoming way bigger than I anticipated. And that's the crux of the show that I really fucked up on when I started. But um, I think that at this point, when I started, like I had to make that commitment. I, whether if it was the completionist or if I was something else, like I have to do a video a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why the, in the newest version of the show in its current state, I really emphasize how hard this fucking job is because I, I show stat screens. I show items that that help that didn't help. I show all my data out there because it's like this is really is not easy. Mm-hmm. C- completing one game, completing a game off camera is one thing when it's in the privacy of your own home and you're doing it for fun. It's another when all eyes are on you and you have to write and produce and pay people and staff. I mean, you know, all that stuff. It's like it, it becomes this larger than life production where for 48 hours to 72 hours on YouTube, this video is important mm-hmm. and then it becomes super old <laughs> and then people forget about it. And it's just like a, almost like a digital imprint of, of my own trophy of I did this game. Mm-hmm. And so if someone's like, I wonder if he did that. They can go search that and boom, I did fucking do it. Right. It exists in the vault. Yeah. The yeah. vault. <laughs> well, and I think it's, Kind of tying into what you were saying, that that so much of the time that you spend to complete these games is things that I don't even think the developers of the game intended everyone to do. I think, I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it depends on what the game is, but a vast mm-hmm. percentage of players never finish the games they start, mm-hmm. and even those who finish it, they're just getting to the credits. They're beating the game. Yeah, and that's usually my goal when I sit down to play a game. It's like I just want to see credits. I want to get to the end. And it usually takes something special for me to then go that extra step and go back into the game and try to get all the gold gemeralds of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's shit like like the the Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild, which it makes fun of you for getting them all. You know? Yeah. Like they did not intend people to get them. They gave you what? Well, it's eight hundred, right? Nine hundred. Nine hundred. So there's nine hundred of those little leaf bastards hiding in the woods. Because it makes the world feel filled with shit. Yeah. You're not supposed to get them all. But you had to. Because that's 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 what it means to complete that game, is to get every single one of them. The thing that bummed me out about Breath of the Wild was... Uh, it took me about six weeks to complete the game. And uh, I released the video, and my biggest gripe with the game was... If you're going to have a mechanic where you have to get 900 of this one item over and over again... You can kind of track it by showing, oh, I actually got it, but there was no indication or no kind of gameplay mechanic that would allude to that kind of mystery. I mean, the idea is that you just kind of wander and find it, sure, but when you say there's 900 of these bastards in the game, I challenge you to find them all, you find them all and you get a golden turd for your reward, it's like, oh, I get it, I get the irony in that, Mm -hmm. but it would be different.
it if they were like, you need to get this one item that's super hard to get that will help you find these other 900 things. And then after I made my video, like literally seven days later, Nintendo released the patch update that was like, by the way, there's now a Korok mask that shows you where the where the nearest Korok seat is. Right. And it's like, are you you got to be fucking kidding me? Scott Cawthon did that with Finance of Freddy's and me because he's very on top of the gaming community when he makes these games. Mm-hmm. And you know, between me and Matt Pat, always like making videos about it. Um, he retroactively updates the game after I've made my video because I'll find things that are like, I got nothing for completing this game. Like, what the fuck? These mm-hmm. games are are stress-inducing. They're really hard. They're not meant to be beaten. I beat the goddamn game. You make this big deal of of of, of someone do not doing it, and then I actually do it, and there's no reward. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the top comment on the, on the video is Scott Cawthon being like, Oh, thanks for pointing that out. The game's been updated. Thank you very much. And I sit there and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, send me an email or a tweet or something. Like, yeah. And I know he's watching because he he comments on all of them and, and, and it's like, good job, Gerard. Keep it up. And it's like, that's great. My therapist thinks it's hilarious. But right. like, it's just a, it's it's they're actively engaging sometimes the devs, the devs that, that do that. And uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. But it's also like, come on, you, it's you, like you couldn't have done this two weeks ago. Yeah, you couldn't do it two <laughs> weeks. You had to wait for me to make my video. Mm-hmm. And and now you can retroactively do your thing. Well, I, I think it's interesting, too, because it's it's there's also something to be said about the the uh, argument that every achievement should have a reward. Mm hmm. That everything you do in a game should have some treasure chest at the end. Because, I mean, especially with older games, pre-achievement systems and, and, and before completing games was really a, a big thing. I mean, maybe Metroid was one of the first games that was like, you should 100% this thing. We're going to give you a percentage. Yeah. But even then, it wasn't super common for a game to push you that far. Um, besides just like high score systems. Well, there's um, even, there, but even in that, in regards, speaking of Metroid, Super Metroid is a prime example. If you beat it under three yeah, hours prime. with all the items in Prime, yeah. No, you said Prime example. Oh, did, I, did I say, oh, Prime. <laughs> Sorry. Prime. <laughs> well, Metroid Prime 2 as well. Yeah. Uh, in, in, T-O-O. Um, when you complete Super Metroid under 300 hours, all the items, you get to see, you know, Samus in her bikini. It's mm-hmm. like, well... It's not really a thing I want to experience. I don't really care about that, but like the fact that there was something and you get to it and you're like, fuck yeah, I got this screen. No one else has it, or it's like really hard to get. That's a show of skill. That's mm-hmm. a show of investment that, oh man, there was something at the end of the rainbow. There was a pot of gold. Right. Whether or not the gold is good or that it's relevant to you, that's a different story. But the fact that there's an hey, acknowledgement from acknowledgement. the designer saying you did this thing that very few did. Absolutely. And in some cases when the challenge and the chase of it's there, that's awesome. But in some moments when the dev is like, there is a thing there, go get it. And you get it. And it's just, they don't even acknowledge it or say anything. It's like, then why even put it in the game? If you give me a hundred percent meter to track my progress, give me something tangible. Give me a photo, a postcard, a, a thanks for playing, a behind the scenes footage. Mm-hmm. That's why I really like God of War because when you complete the game, it's like call this number and, and talk to Kratos and you're <laughs> right. like, all right, sure. And it's like, ah, you did this. You know, <laughs> congratulations. And you're like, that's fucking thanks, cool. Thanks, Kratos. Thanks, Kratos. I'll see you in the next game. Like, it, it's cool things like that where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not about the what's there. It's about actually just getting something in general. And mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the crux of the show is that I want to know what's at the end of the rainbow. But more importantly, um, 
when you have these media outlets review these games, they don't tell you what's at the end of the road. And so that's that's the two reasons why I started The Completionist were, one, you know, I met you, Aaron, and your inspiration was crazy important to me because um, I didn't know anything about YouTube. And you were like, hey, this is a thing that I do. And like, it was super inspiring. And that's like what launched me into it. And the second thing was, at the time, I was working at Best Buy selling games. And uh, uh, I just was like tired of telling people to buy games without knowing anything about them, let alone trying to convince them, oh, this game's worth 60 bucks. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. I, here's my here's the IGN score. Here's the Kotaku score. But the, game, the scores don't tell you anything about the time investment. They say, oh, I played this game. It's a 9 out of 10. And it's like, how long is the game? What are the mechanics like? What do I have to do to beat it? Is there an actual th- reason to play these games? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like why I started it. I was like, I want to fucking know the investment these people are putting into. Because if they're going to talk about these games professionally... I gotta know if my money is worth the time investment. Right. Yeah, and and, and maybe it's the the world's best racing game, but you don't like racing games. Right. It, right. It, there's there's so many variables. And it's sixty involved. bucks. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking money. Sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's that's why like Sonic Mania is twenty bucks. Shovel Knight was fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. These games that have a lot of replay value and a lot of purpose are great for people who grew up playing games and they don't feel like their money is being wasted because there is a lot of replay value and there is purpose to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like. I don't want to pay 60 bucks for another version of Madden. <laughs> it's guess what? It's Madden. Like they're going to make another one next year and yeah, they're going to make changes, but I'll just wait for Madden to be 20 bucks before I pick it up if I really like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny cuz when I was younger that was 100% the case that I mean also when I think we we're all kids there were just fewer games coming out and also we largely had less disposable income to spend on games. So it was like you got your one or two games maybe a, a summer or maybe right. a year. Um, so it was really important to be able to get that mileage out of it and having those extra secrets and things to complete the game just gave you so much more value out of of that experience and now the older I get partially because I have more disposable income partially because I have way less time for games in general I just value getting a tight complete package uh, above all else of just like I want to get in play a game get out Uh, and and having a game that has 900 collectibles isn't appealing to me (laughs) Having a world that I can explore depends on uh, the circumstance. I mean, Zelda was a stellar example of that, but there's a billion open world games that I just don't care about. And part of that is because you open up the map and it's just flooded with icons. And you're like, all right, time to check some boxes. It's it's like playing an MMO. And, and I don't find that kind of shut-off-my-brain gameplay very compelling. It's, it's good to wind down after a long day, maybe, but that's not what I'm usually looking for when I, when I play games. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it just feels like completing a game went from something kind of special, like we were saying with Metroid. Um, and the developers sort of put it in as, as sort of a bonus, a little Easter egg kind of thing, to thanks to things like achievement systems. Now there's like a whole metagame layer to every game where you can't just sit down and have an experience without the OS of the system you're on sending pop-ups every 20 minutes being like, hey, you're playing a game. Good job. And all that does is just pull you out of the experience. And uh, I don't know. It, it, it's... it's. I, I don't know exactly what point I'm even trying to make necessarily. <laughs> it's it's just that, like, it, it's... Uh, gaming has changed, you know? And, and, and Well, I think it's expensive to make games, right? And um, in a lot of cases, you know, it's, it's super expensive to make a game that's even, like, three hours long. And three hours long by any other 
media standards is like a pretty long time. You know, oh, yeah. a film that's three hours long is considered fucking drawn out. Um, and then, you know, not to mention television shows, you know, that's like a six episode season is three hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have all these people that want the most value for their dollar by creating an $80, an 80 hour game. It's like, well, I get 80 hours of entertainment out of it. But typically that isn't anything that's, you know, good. It's usually padded like crazy, and it actually has maybe like five hours of gameplay, right. which is why Resident Evil Four was such a fucking triumph. Because like every thir- every hour of that thirty hour experience had like weird new shit in it that was so bizarre and over the top. And like, how how did they pay for that? I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> they remade <laughs> that game like five times. Yeah, no one knows. probably why they did that was because it was so fucking expensive. <laughs> um, but uh, my my point is that at least from a personal perspective, is I don't give a shit about completing games. I mean, no offense, I'm not. I'm not offended. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I I feel like it's more of a social thing. It's whenever I talk about a game in great detail, people the the number one question I get asked is, "Did you beat it?" Mm-hmm. And typically, the answer is no, because if I don't like a game, why would I beat it? Why why would I put that much time into it and, and devote that much of my fucking life into something that I because you can get a sense of what a game is after an, an hour hopefully but um, I mean, and that's many, still a lot of time how many Final Fantasies have been recommended to you where people are like no 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 it gets really good after hour 20 yeah it's like well okay I doubt it because what I'm worried about is the game and I don't think it's changed at all at that point and if it does, then I think that's kind of a flaw. <laughs> like, well, it, why if, does it take that long to get good? If you don't like your dinner, why are you eating dinner? Like, yeah. just put it aside and go get a burger. Like, mm-hmm. that totally makes we, sense. We are drowning in options. And, yeah. You know, I think it, it's, I mean, part of it, the social aspect is like, well, if I love something, I just want everyone to love it. And if you hate it, then that just sort of, it hurts because it's, it's. People treat it like it's a part of them that you're attacking when it's not. It's a thing you like, and you can like it in spite of the entire world if you want to. Yeah. But um, it's just so fascinating to me to hear you talk about completing games, and it's and it's this brand that you've built, and, and it largely seems very unsatisfying. Yeah, I definitely, you know, when I started doing what I do... The first like two years, I was having a blast because I was completing, I was doing games that I know and love, and so I was like so it was so fun to talk about Brave Fencer Musashi, which is like this JRPG by Square Enix that no one's ever really heard of, and like that's so fun to talk about because I grew up playing the shit out of that game, and you know Mario RPG, like I I love talking about games that I really know and love, but as the show kind of has progressed, it's like I look at the scope of things and I go, I ran out of Mario's, I ran out of Sonic's and Zelda's and and those big experiences and all I have left are these big question marks of new games that are in my wake and the the occasional revisiting of a remastering of a game that I used to play when I was a kid and that's the part that makes it not so fun because mm-hmm. uh, it's like, will he, won't he complete it? And like, will he have the same opinion as me? Those are the two factors that people think when they watch the show. Mm-hmm. And because I love games so much, like people generally agree with me because I find the good in games versus the bad. But 
there would be games that I'm like, this just wasn't for me. And people are like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like create the fandom situation. Like the fandoms kind of take and run with it. But you're right. It, there, there have been many moments in my career where, uh, I've just been like, I think I'm ready to move on to something else. But, um, you know, then I, then I see the results of what I've created. And it just kind of reassures me that this is a crazy business that I've started. It's a crazy venture, but, uh, you know, seeing, fans and buying the merch and you know creating new things it's just i like creating stuff and to see people kind of support that thing while the completionist is there is like a really cool and satisfying thing and i think that's that's really the reason why i keep doing it is because people are really liking what i'm creating um and i gar- i guarantee you that if no one watched i i wouldn't still be doing it because i i would have been like all right it's time to move on to something else but the fact that the, the people are joining the conversation and, and a part of it and supporting it is what means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. It means there's, they're supporting my crazy need to complete games. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the thing that's really valuable about your brand specifically is like when I, when I watch one of your videos, I know that your opinion is rock fucking solid. However <laughs> it is, because there's literally no more information that could sway your opinion one way or the other. You know, that game inside out. It's not like you read uh, a review from whatever big news outlet out there, whatever. Um, and, and you just, you don't know a lot about them. You don't know how much of the game they played. You have the little blurb at the bottom that's like, we received a review copy like three days ago. And it's like, they have a hundred games that they're playing and they're just knocking them out. And you don't know if, if that, what, I mean, we talked earlier briefly about like, oh, I don't know what like a seven out of 10 means, but you also don't know like, okay, I guess they beat the game, but you know, maybe it's a game where you're meant to play it. Like, it's like if you reviewed Splunky and you played it through once and you died in the first world. It's like, well, I had that experience and I'm done with it. It's like, that's not what that game is. Uh, and, and it's hard to convey that in a in a written or video review. Like, that's why I think so many reviews are the bullet point list of things in the game. And if they think they worked or not, they're not deep dives into what they are. But with you... You're talking about what the entire experience is. Literally everything that has, that game has to offer. And it's a much fuller package for better and for worse. Um, and I, I think to kind of to go with that point too, I think that's what kind of sways the audience as well, right? Like I'm definitely not the biggest YouTuber to come along, but it's been a snowball because retro, especially completionist culture is becoming more prevalent nowadays. And... I'm kind of fulfilling this niche that wasn't really there to begin with, and that's really satisfying. But then again, it goes to value, like, you know, like, does this brand appeal to a mass audience? And generally speaking, it doesn't. And so that's why I've been so passionate about, like, making this, trying to convince an audience, not trying to convince, but really kind of putting my heart and soul into it and seeing what people say. And I always find it fascinating when, like, celebrities or... or like other news media people are like, oh yeah, I watch your videos all the time at work and, and you're a part of my my daily routine and my culture. And it's like that that blows my mind because it's like they're not even completionists themselves, but they want mm-hmm. to know if they should become one for a certain game they really love. Sure. And the fact that companies like Nintendo and Sega recognize that and support me in that in those motions, they they feel comfortable in promoting my brand and, and you know, really showing people, hey, like this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I get I get really emotional when I read reviews 
on New Game because I'm like, you didn't actually play it. Like, <laughs> I, I I can read through the bullshit instantly because, yeah. again, I'm way more of an optimist than I should be. I really should focus on the bad a lot more, but I can definitely tell when someone picked the controller and was like, I played it for three minutes and put it down. Mm-hmm. And to kind of go against your point, Aaron, you you know, you were like, well, I can get the feel of the game right away. And that's that's actually a good point. People can play a game right away. That's why there's always this early access kind of phenomenon we're in where the game gets a preview build months years before the game's out just to get feedback but um because of that notion people can determine right away oh this game's not for me and they can establish that that's not what i want to do but at the same time it has the opposite effect as well where people are like i like this game i want to keep playing this game and i want to support the devs as they make the game to kind of hone their craft if you will Mm. and take that feedback and run with it but you don't get that experience in console games because they're giving you the complete package hopefully Um, after a day one patch after a day one patch (laughs) day one patches are one thing right but like if you if you are making a game that's like there's nothing else to be done with it Mm -hmm. and this is it then kudos on you like i know when mario odyssey comes out that we're not going to need to worry about a 30 dollar monthly or yearly subscription fee just to get more Mario Odyssey content. They made the package and you can ingest it any way you want. And that to me is way more important than DLC or add-on stuff. Mm-hmm. But So when you record, when you complete the games, you're recording the footage the whole time, right? Every single thing. Almost, almost every single thing. For like, for my first playthrough, for narrative and plot, I'll record every single thing. And then for subsequent playthroughs, just for like you know second and third runs i won't record any footage until the final boss fight if there's a a trophy achievement or something i unlocked Mm -hmm. um because visually there's no difference there's no difference right right uh but yeah i generally record every single thing thank god for google drive business because i have unlimited storage and i just upload everything i probably i probably have like i think like almost 80 terabytes of footage on google drive yeah I used to actually. It's really funny if you if you're a big fan of um, honest game trailers, uh, they used to pay me to m- give them footage. All the all the footage in their videos is old completionist footage. So wow. if you like look at the frames, you'll see Gerard and 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 all that stuff. They they used to pay me to like just sell them my footage archives because uh, everywhere you go, there's watermarks and and whatnot but that was stressful because they'd be like we need a shot of peppy hair looking funny and i'm like i fucking google it i don't know like (laughs) (laughs) i can't do that but um i actually almost reached out to you once because i needed uh footage from spider-man 2 uh for a video i was making and i think eventually i just captured it myself but i was like i bet gerard has spider-man 2 absolutely i do it's like i just needed web slinging with like all of his abilities unlocked yep I definitely have that. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need something, just just ask. I probably have it on a hard drive or on Google Drive, and I can just yeah. share it with you. Exactly. Uh, oh. But yeah, for the most part, I record almost every experience just in case, especially because the Elgato hardware always craps out on me. And so even with Shadow Play on, I'm like, please be good. Please be good. So I've, I've had to sometimes redo whole games over just to get this once in a lifetime shot or an achievement proc that I really wanted to talk about and just shit happens. So I try my best to get everything that I can when I, when I uh, make videos. I remember when I was um, working on the Zelda sequelitis with, with Aaron, um, there was, there's a part of it where you mentioned uh, how in, in Ocarina of Time you can throw a bomb in infinite directions cause it's all 3d. And then in 
uh, Link to the Past, it's four directions, left, right, up, down. And you had given me your captured playthrough of Link to the Past, and I went through the entire game, and there was never a part of the game where you threw a bomb to the right. <laughs> that game only requires you throw bombs up, down, and left. <laughs> There's not a single part of that game where you, or maybe it's left and right or, or swapped or whatever, but so I took footage of you throwing it one way and just flipped the image. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, I was, I was like, I might have to bust out a Super Nintendo. Before I was like, I was, I was like, oh, I can just flip it. But at a moment where I was like, I'm gonna have to bust out a Super Nintendo and capture throwing a bomb. See, that's the shit that makes me fucking scared to make another sequelitis. It's, like, <laughs> it, it, it's exactly that. Where I, it's like I want to criticize stuff, but then I know. I know something like that's gonna pop up. I release a video and people are gonna be like, "Well, you never have to do that." And I'm just like, "Fuck, you don't like yeah. shit." Like, I, I don't want to scour every goddamn second of that of the game that I'm criticizing to see whether or not what I'm saying is is true or not. But the, does that make it then an invalid video? I don't. You just have to put uh, an asterisk after every single sentence. Yeah. Where instead of because it, it's it's a much more powerful persuasive argument to be like this is how it is, but unless you have firsthand experience that that's how it is, you have to be like, well, maybe there's like one or two examples where that's not the case. Yeah, but that's not fun. But I mean, I've I've been working on my my next how about this game, and I have 30, 40 hours of capture because I'm trying to make those kinds of statements of like this game never lets you do this or this game never has this, and it's like I want to be able to say that. But that requires I play every single level inside and out. That's almost as bad as completing takes, a game because almost have, yeah, like that's it's completing it in like a different sense. It's yeah, like, in, like it's trying like, to find a point or something <laughs> to prove that you're correct. something the game will never check off a box for you. Yeah, you're digging into the game to kind of figure it out on a different level. Um, yeah, yeah, length of the past you never throw bombs. To the well, right. that's always fascinating to me too. Is is I hear that you have all this footage, and I'm almost kind of curious because, like you said, you got S rank on like every Mario Wii U level or whatever. Yeah, it's like I want to see that. I want to see you struggling to get there because that that's and and the fact that it's like like you, you're getting like emotional over it. Like that's exciting to me. I want to I want to see that footage. You know, there is a I created a show for about three or four months. It was actually doing super well called the Battle Square, and it was just that. It was like I took a game where I was like, all right, I did uh, I did it with Champions Road for Super Mario 3D World. I was like, okay. Super Mario 3D World is a really fucking hard game when you get to the last level, Champions Road. And most people like to like use power-ups. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to objectively use Toad, who's the worst character out of the lineup, and do no power-ups. And it was just me in like a let's play format where it was the best ofs of me succeeding and failing over and over and over again. And we recorded that one video for about six hours straight. It was just me in a dark room. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do because I'm, I'm trying to bring that show back in a more Game Center CX fashion because like I said I never wanted to make a a review show I wanted to tell that story of struggling through games and I tried to incorporate that into The Completionist and every time I tried it like a genuine moment of me struggling all the comments were fake gay stop this let's play bullshit uh, I don't believe it I don't like it I don't buy it and I'm sitting here like I'm actually sh I'm fucking showing you what it's what it's about and the audience just was like that's not you we don't like that and that's super struggling mm. to hear because like that I'm fucking struggling every like, week that is I, 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 I am doing that I am showing you uh, I did a Bloodborne episode I beat the hardest boss in the game and we kill each other at the exact same time 
and I was like Holy freaking Christ. out because I was like, I fucking not only did I do it, but he killed me, and it was just was like a really fucking cool thing, and I was like, fuck yeah, like that's fucking cool. I'm freaking out, and the comments were like, so when you reshot that, was that like a thing? Like, did, did you really enjoy hamming it up for us? And it's like. That's why that's why with the battle square and I'm hoping to bring it back more prominently is I I do want to show those stories. I do want to show those sides because that to me actually is super compelling because they only see like the the stat screen, the stat page and what I did. Mm-hmm. They don't actually fucking see what I did to get that one goddamn achievement for 8 9 10 hours. And that's why I really like Game Center CX because that's what that's what the show is about. It's a narrative. It's a narrative and mm-hmm. I I've been wanting to build that narrative for so long. And uh, I think I think I finally figured it out. But it's that, like the, it's like the same sensation as like watching a speedrunner. Yeah. Where like you 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 can watch a speedrunner and it's impressive, but if you have a good commentator who can tell you like, okay, this part right here is really difficult, and not many people can do it because there's this frame or whatever, and and then let's see if he can do it, and then then they do it, then it's like this really easy arc of of story where it's like this act one here's the premise act two here's the struggle act three here's the payoff like that that is so fascinating to me um especially about you because you do have these stories it seems and you've you've told them you told us a couple of 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 things even during this podcast where i'm like i want to i want to see that and if you have footage of that it's exciting to to know um so I don't know. It's just all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you. I would watch that show for sure. You, you told, you gave me that specific note a couple of years ago, and it was something that like I took to heart because that to me, I, I guess I'm a very narrative person, right? Like I, I've experienced a lot of my life where I. You're an amazing storyteller. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever told you that. Thank like, you. <laughs> in, in person, when you tell stories, you're so. I'm, I'm fucking. I meander and, and, and I go <laughs> off topic and I have tangents and I mumble, but you just like, you for some reason have this instinct of like, all right, here we go. Here's the story. And then you just go through it. And, and I'm just like riveted the whole time that you could tell a story about anything and I would just be into it. That, that, that means a lot coming from you, especially cause that's what I wanted the completionist to be. And I, I like, it's weird cause I want to tell that narrative. I want to tell the story that way. And I think at the time I just, I didn't know how. And so I'm just trying to figure that out, but that's not something that really exists already. Yeah. Like, like live streams exist and, and speed running exists, but you're doing something different than those. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've done live streams of yourself trying yeah, to do I, certain parts of games. So that's, for, that's still like a little bit different. Well, I think than, the, the, pre, the way it's set up is how you're doing it, right? Like you, you told me that you do eight hours of research to find out what the what to do to complete the game. Like, there's your premise. Now you know what you have to do, and then you just go through it, and then it's like evaluating, like, okay, this part was really easy, and this is where it starts to get really difficult. These are the major and hurdles it, of this game. Yeah, and then it starts to get really ridiculous at a certain point of how much time you have to put into it like that's the narrative right there yeah like i would watch a time lapse of you getting all those korok seeds in zelda yeah and i, I think that's what's slowly going insane that's that's honestly what we're trying to we just relaunched our patreon and like a lot of that money is going to incorporating just that you mm-hmm. know 
putting me in a room for eight hours, 12 hours with air conditioning, maybe, and hopefully. just go, hopefully, and just going through the motions of, holy shit, this is really, really hard. And especially mm-hmm. because there's so many games where it's like, I just can't fucking do it. I, I don't know how I'm going to do I it. I love that. That's so good because it's I've, real. I, I've it's, had that moment so many times, it's like particularly on Game Grumps, where like, I just can't. And we have to do episodes. Yeah. And I'm just like, I do we just stop and do a different game? Or like I don't I don't want to sit here for four hours and make Dan wait. Yeah. To, to, because I can't fucking beat this. Um so that that's super fascinating because that's that's the goal, is like and you've already invested probably days of work into it, and now you're at this point where the, the struggle is just ridiculous. But you yeah. gotta do it because you know, you're not gonna have a video for the end of the, the week. Yeah. Um that's super fascinating to me. Yeah, I'm I'm it's definitely a focus that I've been really thinking about because it's it's a side of me that not everyone sees that I want them to see. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like I guess I guess I have to figure it out the best way because the audience in the past and and my demographics they've always just thought it was fake or that I've phoning it in. And that's super dis- discouraging because it's like I've always been the person that like wears their heart on their sleeve. Like I got no tricks, no deceit. Like if I'm a bad person, then like that's just you interpreting it. But I've always been like, this is just who I am. And the fucking struggle gets goddamn real. It sucks. There's some bullshit achievements I could tell you that just were not fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even think to tell those stories because I thought that they weren't interesting. Because like no one wants to. I guess in in my mind, no one wants to see a dude staying up till six in the morning like in his underwear in his room crying because he can't beat this level of super that's the boy best stuff <laughs> i want to see that because that's what's that's what's so fascinating about completing a game is that there's elements that are just bullshit and you had to do them yeah and and for it to just be a footnote where you just see the achievement is is sort of doing it a dis like doing that struggle a disservice yeah because it's it's just you if you came to me and said like i just did this thing let me tell you this story and it's just this shitty one achievement (laughs) you would have me enthralled for like 20 minutes of you just being like and i stayed up and it was 6 a.m and and it was just and all i played it 400 times i'd be like fucking really well holy shit i feel like i keep harping on this one fucking thing you did but it's the korok seeds again that i remember talking to you that you had three or four different maps of that game that you were yeah. cross-referencing. I bought, I bought, uh, like the different sp- special editions of the game. Yeah, I bought, just- so there's four different variants of the link of the Breath of the Wild guide. And, uh, I bought all four because each map had something wrong with it than the other one. Cause they were different editions and, uh, the online maps that like IGN and Kotaku that they designed, like none of them were correct a hundred percent. And so like in my video, I like made a joke about it and like showed it all out. But like really the narrative of it was I had four fucking maps with Sharpies and markers and I was like, okay, I got this one all around here and I'm going to go over here and do this. And in the end, all of my maps were wrong. Like the maps that I bought officially from, from piggyback all of the maps were wrong there were korok seeds that were not on the map that were in the fucking game Mm -hmm. and because korok seeds are so fucking hard to communicate online to people like the zelda maps weren't that great either and so i just had to like 
instinctually revisit every single Korok location to make sure that I got it. And I'd open the map and I'd look and sure enough, some of them were like some of them, the way that they designed the fucking map, they have like these orange borderlines that like go along the sections of the map in Zelda and you can't see it. But some of the Korok colors on the key were the same color as the line. And so you could never tell there was a Korok seed there because the designers who were creating the fucking map used the, the same colors. So there were Korok seeds that I didn't know were there because the fucking borders were on top of them. And so... Did you say there was like text that would be on top of them too sometimes? There'd like be text. Labeling them? Yeah, text or like, you know how it's like, you know, uh, Zora's Domain. Like that font would be on top of a Korok seed. So you wouldn't know that it was actually there unless you opened up your map and looked. But when you're trying to find 900 Korok seeds in a two week time span or whatever your time frame is, like that shit's intense and you just have to keep like a lot. Everyone thinks I'm a skilled gamer. It's not that I'm a skilled gamer. It's that I you're basically, a I'm a patient gamer. Yeah. I, I basically like punch the wall until I put a hole in it. And then once I'm done I move on to the next wall and, uh, you know, that shit sucks because there's no one to talk about it with. No one understands the struggle of it. And to some people, they think I'm bitching about it because like, well, you're just a guy who plays video games for a living. And it's like, yeah, well, then you fucking do what I do because it's not the same goddamn thing. <laughs> right. well, it's just a premise. It's like right. any any comedy bit or whatever. It's like if somebody's getting mad about something, it's like, of course, it's a self-imposed problem. Yeah. But it's also interesting to see somebody struggle through that problem. Yeah. It's like 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 speedrunners like. If, if somebody misses a jump or something, it's very compelling because it's like, obviously it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but at the same time, it does matter because you're putting in all this time and that's yeah. what you're choosing to do. So it's interesting to see that, that story unfold. I think it'd be super simple to just have like, like some intern type person just like take notes of when like things happen. Yeah. And you can just be like, make a note of that. Or like when you, you're like, Ugh, and then, and then there's just like, what's going through your head and you're like. I'm just fucking, you know, I'm, do, I'm doing this and it's a, this is what's happening with me right now. Like, this part is so hard and then they make a note of that and then it'd be super easy to throw together in editing, I think. Fuck yeah, man. I'm, that's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time and... I mean, I don't want to... I'm just, uh, I'm just talking. I'm not like, no, I'm man, not like I'm... you should change your show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's, Make it different. that's super fascinating to me, this stuff, and I don't get to see any of it. And, and it's like... I, I don't want to have to like bring you in every although whatever why would that be a problem <laughs> bring you in every week and be like tell me about how it went you know um hey man if that if that's what you want to do let's fucking do it i'm 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 all i'm a sponge i want to i want to do it all um especially in that sense of telling those stories because uh, i really do downplay the the narrative a lot you have a section of your reviews called the struggle yeah yeah, the the reward and the struggle. I, I definitely that use that a thirty section. minute video just by itself. Yeah, I think I think the reason why uh, for I have my Let's Play channel Super Beard Bros. Um, we have we did Kaizo Mario one two and three, and they were our most successful series because it was me doing the same fucking thing every episode on an impossible task, and Alex would be like oh, you can't do that. And I'm like, watch me, bitch. And then like <laughs> 10 minutes later, I do it. And we're both yelling and screaming, jumping up and down. Like, I fucking did it. Yeah. Oh, there's another thing. All right, here we go. Like those moments are always those, that let's play series that we did is like how I imagine the narrative unfold there because it just naturally happens. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, yeah, I just, I, 
I, I want to do that. I, I want to tell those stories because they definitely are a part of me and they're a part of the side that no one sees. They just see the cute little package that I wrap and deliver. But um, And maybe someday it'll convince some higher up somewhere to be like, maybe let's not do so many terrible bullshit <laughs> Yeah, just to help this one man. I met uh, the director of Far Cry 3, who uh, Jason, who directed uh, For Honor. He like, created For Honor. And uh, I met him at a press event that I was creating content for. And he walked up to me and was like, you're fucking video on Assassin's Creed, man. Like, I wish I could show everyone at the company what it, what it did to you. Cause like that bugged flag was the worst. We knew about it. I tried to tell them about it. They didn't care cause the game went gold. Like I wow. wish they saw shit like that. Cause like some of us are paying attention you should, you just keep yelling, keep screaming, get it, keep doing your thing. And that to me meant a lot because like not only is he watching the show and, and has a stake in like wanting to know it, but like as a game developer to see someone go through that and be like, yeah, that should be fixed. We should take care of that. Uh, that means a lot to me because then it means that, Hey, not only would I have to say it has weight, but it actually physically and mentally pisses off people to cause them some distress. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, the show I, has objectively bettered the world. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. I guess so. Go. Yeah. Have you ever uh, considered speedrunning anything? Yo, uh, since I started getting back into streaming, I've been speedrunning uh, Super Metroid Randomized. Oh. It's been so fun. Every item in the game is completely random, and it makes for such an interesting So the map experience. is the same, but which item you get Every where? single item is different. Because I know they've done that with Zelda for a while. They, Super Metroid's even way harder because there are areas that you just can't progress until you find an, find that item. And so mm-hmm. that means that there's a power up. They 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 made it so uh, no matter what item you find or do not find in a certain room, you can't progress until you find them all. And so if you know the game in and out, you'll know. Okay, I can, I can eventually get past this door, but it's because I haven't found the item in another room. And so you have to systematically keep track of what you're finding. And you can you could find like the space jump, the first item in the game. Great, you can jump super high. Most problems are. Are, are solved right away but then it's like oh you got a power you got a missile great that does nothing for me because I get there's 230 missiles in the goddamn game so <laughs> yeah. it's like a, a big troll but uh, I've been speedrunning that and I finally did like 2 hours and 35 minutes wow. of just That's completing beating the, game? beating the game with all 100% items uh, I was live streaming that for a long time and that was a lot of fun and then recently I started doing Super Metroid uh, Rotated which is the same game, but it's rotated 90 degrees. <laughs> and so you have to wall jump all over the place. That, that's just like you're a Rubik's Cube master. Okay, now let's move you up to like a 5.5 <laughs> cube. I'm, I'm slowly inching my way into Super Metroid rotated randomized, where the whole thing's rotated and all the items are random. Uh, and it's, it's, it's this weird thing because... Like, I know the game so well, so for me, it's not just a challenge. It's like a triumph to get past a room that just won't give in. Mm-hmm. And uh, those have been so fucking goddamn fun, especially because people wow. make the clips out of them. And mm-hmm. like, it's, like a, it's like a math problem almost. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes you think across the board. And uh, it's just that stuff. That's the kind of where I'm like finding my, my resurgence, especially when I'm remaking these 120 new videos, is. Like, what can I say that I haven't already talked about it that, you know, everyone else has already said, Mario is a platformer, Sonic is kind of a platformer, kind of speed. Like, how do you find your own voice on something you've already talked about? And so Mm -hmm. I've just been doing a lot of, like, randomized and crazy-ass versions of games, and that's definitely... 
made me realize, oh man, like games that are old are still fun if you just oh, yeah. tweak one element to it. Like Mega Man X Buster Only, that's super goddamn fun to do because you're not relying on the weakness that takes out the boss in three hits. You're relying on your skill and the triumph of getting these shots off. Knowing the patterns of the bosses, yeah. the hitboxes. Plus, it's super fascinating to like break games. Yeah, you know, like to, to to be like, so I figured out that you know this is really hard and it takes six hours. So what I did to work around that is I figured out how to do this, and then there's an exploit where if they jump over here, then they'll get stuck, and it's like, that's super fascinating. Yeah, um, I love shit like that. Yeah, because I mean, talking about. Oh, you just play video games for a living, and it's like, well, it's a problem you kind of create for yourself. I mean, that's the entirety of speedrunning, and speedrunning categories especially is like, yeah, you have to 100% this game. Um, you could just, I mean, that's it's, when I when I think of completing games, I think of The Completionist, I think of your show, and I think of a lot of these speedrunning categories that I've seen, where, where they have to beat the game and get 100%, which almost seems to have evolved just because of tool assisted speedruns. Yeah. Where it's like or like I mean or, or like the Mario sixty four half A presses nonsense where it's just like the shit you can do when you're running an emulator and, and have uh, frame perfect inputs, you can beat all these games in, in ten seconds because you just glitch out the game and it you like write code in, in Mario World that the Koopas fly around and it just sends you to the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean I was watching so, that the fucking it's got millions of views as far as I know. The the Wind Waker uh, wall jump or whatever. Getting through the Ganon's castle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The barrier skip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it's called. Because mm-hmm. um, that was just like a myth for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's like a 17-minute video, and he's just explaining like the the whole history of it and like the oh, people could do this and that shaved off five minutes and people could do this but everyone thought you know because of the way this works like you could probably skip through this and and like here, here it is now this is how you do it and it's like oh my god wow that's so cool have you seen uh summoning salts youtube channel Mm-mm. he's this guy who who breaks down the history of individual game speed runs so it'd be like here's the history of the super mario kart that's a, the speed run and it's like a 10 15 minute video where he's like this is the earliest known recording of this game being speedrun, and he like goes through the history of it, and he kind of keeps the drama of it too. He'll like show, be like, all he had to do, was, like, he was on pace to get the record. All he had to do was this one last skip, and he like plays out the Twitch stream, and you get to watch him succeed or fail, and uh, it's so fucking good. He, he like just hopped up on the scene, you know, relatively recently, but it's, I highly recommend his channel. That's so funny you say that because about t- three years ago. When I was creating, when I was like trying to pivot and make more stuff, I was like, a speedrunning history show would be sick. And everyone around me was like, that's really stupid. And I was like, no, no. Like, it's almost as nerdy as nerdy gets, but it's, yeah. it's all in the telling of it. And it's, yeah. it's really compelling. Mm, don't, when it's listen, don't listen to anybody. <laughs> don't listen to anybody. Seriously, just don't. Like, if you come up with an idea, just do it. Like, fuck what people say. Well, the, the reason that this guy. I, they're I not, they're not you, and they're also not like. Most of what makes an idea good is that you're charged about it, you know? Um, if nobody's, nobody else is charged about the the idea, then they won't think it's good, you know? Like, that's that's what defines an idea, like, if, if it gets people excited. And, like, yeah. if you're excited about it, that's one person. And if you see it a certain way in your head, obviously explaining it isn't going to do it justice. You just have to... Do, do what it. you see in your head yeah um and then people will get charged about it you know so th- this this channel it is it's called summoning salt is the guy's channel uh he has eighty thousand subscribers and 
uh, he is a Mike Tyson's Punch Out speedrunner. Oh, cool! And his first, and he, so all the videos on his channel were like his attempts at doing Mike Tyson, etc. Because uh, I think he only does the Mike Tyson round. I don't think he plays the entire game. Yeah. Um, and so his first history video was the history of that category that he holds the world record in. Yeah. So the video ends with like, I hold the world record. That's the end of the video. Yeah. Um, and like showing the different people. And then I think that just got shared around within that community, maybe like the bigger speedrunning community. And then he did a, a couple of videos after that where he did different games that he doesn't run himself, but he's just really embedded in that he scene. He knows the people. And yeah. The, yeah. And then it bled onto, I think Reddit was where I found him. I'm just like, oh my God, it's so fucking cool. Because it, it's... I don't know. It's 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 detailing that struggle, kind of tying it back into what we were talking about. It's like it's not just oh I did this thing. It's like no, this is hundreds of hours of of time, and it doesn't matter that it's this self imposed challenge. It's a challenge that you set for yourself. Yeah, and overcoming those obstacles is just a very human story, no matter the context. Oh yeah, I mean you can. How many times have you been hanging out with friends and they're just like, do you think I can? throw this coin on that thing and then it's just like <laughs> I don't know and then yeah. immediately you're enthralled and it's just like oh my god you were so close you know it's just it's just storytelling that's, that's, that's all it is yeah my one of my favorite my favorite things I ever did uh, when I first started YouTube was uh, I was doing a live stream and uh, Greg at the time was like yo I bet you can't beat Mario 1-1 blindfolded and I was like yeah, I can. And he's like, yeah, right, whatever. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I turned around, and in like three attempts, I did it, and we like Holy freaked crap. out. And I was like, oh shit, I did it! Like <laughs> we're all freaking out. And then the next day, Kotaku picked it up, and it was like, bearded man beats Mario one one blindfolded. And I got so bummed because it's like, yo man, like I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> like you spelled my name wrong. Like I actually had presence in the uh, world, and listen, you just were like, don't get us started. <laughs> Listen, I've got a long, long list of gripes with Kotaku. <laughs> they, I mean, maybe it's just YouTubers that they don't like, but they hate me for some reason. They hate me. They have never done a positive article about me. Uh, when I was making cartoons, they never posted any of my cartoons. They fucking uh, spell Game Grumps wrong all the time. They have a category on their website for Game Grumps, and it's spelled wrong. It's called. It's spelled Game Gruimps. They posted about Dream Daddy. They didn't mention Game Grumps once. They do not like me. I don't know why. Also, also I don't know um, what I did. Uh, Ross. Yeah, Ross. Ross had the the top level in Mario Maker, and uh, some kid. Uh, his he had a. Ross had a level where the premise was that you have to kill Yoshi for every challenge, mm-hmm. and then this kid beat each challenge without having to kill Yoshi. And they posted this video, and they they just referred to the the level creator Ross as some Mario Maker troll, and it's like, bitch, we played that episode on Game Grumps, and it has like millions of views, and that's why this kid knows about this level. It's like on the one hand, like, I know have it's, some it's fucking hard. respect. <laughs> I, I know it's hard to keep track of the internet. I, I, every other day, I find a YouTube channel with 15 million views, and I've never heard of them before, so it's impossible to know everyone. But 
But at the it same time, it also takes like thirty seconds to Google. But at the same time, if you're a journalist, time, that's your job. Like at, at the same time, I'm trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. This this community, as we've learned over the years, is so much smaller than people realize. Like yeah. if we ever, if I ever need to talk to a YouTuber, you guys know, or vice versa, you'd be like, hey, do you know them? Can you bridge the gap? And it's like, yeah, of course I know them. I did this, this, and this with them. And we all know and support each other. Well, that's like the YouTube bubble. I'm talking about like the YouTube bubble as it relates to the gaming journalism bubble. Sure, but at the same time, like it's a different subject entirely. That that community of, of journalists, I'm sure, all know each other, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that a lot of them watch all of our stuff or have friends that watch our stuff. And a simple Google search, like if I put in four to eight hours a week in just l- like realizing how to complete a fucking game, you can take 15 minutes to Google Game Grumps at the very least to figure out what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a company like that just doesn't do it or does it out of spite, like that's and and they you can't act like they don't know what YouTubers are because you see them bashing PewDiePie or or putting our friends' videos on their site, and it's like come the fuck on like you look at that one circle of person in the center and it's like oh they know all these people like of course we're all connected mm-hmm. you can't play that card of like oh i don't know what a game grump is or i don't know what a completionist is like there's too much evidence out there at this point to to not know who we are the, the weird thing was seeing the articles about dream daddy from gaming sites like there were articles about dream daddy that were from like the bbc wrote a goddamn article about dream daddy it's like i'm not expecting the bbc to google what game grumps is yeah. i don't know if they mentioned game grumps in their article um, I mean, it, it, at the very least, it's like it says a Game Grumps game, and on Steam it says produced say, by yeah, Game Grumps. So produced and if, developed if, by Game Grumps yeah, on the Steam page. If, if they were like an article, like or a publication like the BBC, if they wanted to do a proper article, they would say like Dream Daddy published by Game Grumps. It's like, like what just is that? by default, you know? Yeah. Right, and then they would Google what is Game Grumps. Oh, it's a YouTube channel. Oh, we can learn about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have a Wikipedia page. We can. Read that for five seconds. (laughs) It's just fascinating to me because I feel like, especially in today's day and age, like we want the journalists to be on our side. We want to work with them in some capacity. We want we want that ability to be like, yeah, I know these guys there and there, and we respect each other each other's work. But they make it harder and harder because to them, their world is dog eats dog, Mm. and for us, it's like we're more community centric oriented, at least with the gaming sphere. Like, yeah. All of us. We're not competing with each other. We're, not, we're all. No, if anything, we're helping each other. We're mm-hmm. collaborating together, and we're you know in each other's videos and music videos and albums. If we and share subscribers, that doesn't hurt either. It of only us. helps us across yeah. the board. And I, I mean, it's, I, it's not like TV where oh my show's at seven p.m. You can't have your show at seven p.m. Yeah. yeah, on demand is like what the internet is now. Like yeah. you don't have to watch Rick and Morty every Sunday to know that like in three hours it's going to be on Amazon. Like. Mm-hmm. You can watch it whenever you want, and that's what YouTube is. You can watch it whenever you want, and I guess in their world, they have 48 hours to post the same 17 articles about Assassin's Creed Origins that everyone else is reading. Yeah. Like, did you know that you could fire a bow in Assassin's Creed? Great. I found that out because I read the other 30 articles (laughs) on the internet that said that the main character gets a goddamn bow. Like, that's not news. That's just, like, fact, but... Mm -hmm. Because that's, like, what their world is, it's way different than ours, and I think they kind of treat us as if we're competitors and I think that may lead to why there's that animosity when really we're we're just we're actually happy when they talk about us but we yeah, just want we them to do what they do at all exactly and you know it's an interesting theory yeah it's just a theory yeah. though <laughs> it's just a theory well I didn't mean it that way it was just, game journalism theory <laughs> it's, it's an interesting I wonder if that's the case yeah yeah I mean I don't know I, I not everyone's in such a rush they don't have time to fact check well, I mean, you know, or typo check, spell check, game grew. It's not even a word. <laughs> how, how, did they, how did they spell it? 
It's it's G R U I M P S. Game Gruimps. I don't take it personally. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah. That's so bizarre. We should do an entire podcast about gaming journalism. <laughs> oh, that'll go over well. That'll go super about, well. Let's do a podcast about yeah. Gamergate. Yeah. Oh, let's create a hashtag. You are you are asking. Is that, is that a safe space to talk about you? Yo. Uh, <laughs> Will that ever be okay talk, to talk, talk about? Talk about that, a.k.a. how to lose all your subs in a day. Go yeah. for it. Oh, don't know. I, it, it, not, not Gamergate, but um, I was talking to, to Jared a while back uh, that... Both of us despise Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. so we're like, let's just do a let's play of Kingdom Hearts and just burn down everything we have, because <laughs> all of our subscribers will leave us, we'll lose everything. I swear to God, so you're Dan. not allowed to criticize Kingdom Hearts. I swear to God, Dan is constantly like, you wish to play Kingdom Hearts, like like <laughs> like publicly and on Game Grumps episodes, and I'm like, Dan. Please don't make me do that. <laughs> Damn. I, I like what we have. There's not there's not gonna be a scenario where that's gonna work out well. I like being able to keep the lights on. Like, I like being able to make rent. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to play Kingdom Hearts. Like I cannot sit down there for three hundred episodes and just be like, This is great. Roxas, <laughs> what are you doing? You've talked about your fake fan page though, right? The Psyx fan club? Yeah. I think that's still up, isn't it? Yeah. I think you showed me it somehow. I made a website when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. Um, I made a website called the Psyx Fan Club. In it's like the a fucking GeoCities site. Yeah, in the style of like a shitty old <laughs> GeoCities homemade webpage. From like 1998. And, yeah. and I'm just this character who's obsessed with Psyx. The absolute most boring character in any fucking Kingdom Hearts game. He has no personality, he does nothing. That's saying something for Kingdom Hearts. Um, oh, snap! Oh, but damn, he's he's one of the characters. he's one of the thirteen or whatever. If oh, know, the nobody organization thirteen. Organization, yeah. yeah, he's one of them. And yeah, he's like yeah. And he's like the inconsequential. He doesn't have any dialogue and doesn't say. Any, he's like something about the moon, and then you fight him. He's got like pink hair or something. right? He's blue, blue hair. He has he his hair is spiked, and then he has like the pink hair, hair guy's actually cool. He has hair <laughs> pulls on the side, and his hair is spiked short, but he has a mullet, and then he has like this like sunflower sword. And it's taller than he is, so he can't like hold it properly. And it's he's just it's just dumb all throughout the board. But I wrote this whole fucking <laughs> web page about how cool he is, and, and like and like comparing him to other characters. And I'm like, these guys are dumb. He's fucking cool. Fucking Syx. That's his name. Syx. To be fair, and this is just going back to like the name of the show, like. Game grumps like how like when you guys talk if you're gonna say something bad about a game like the it's the notion it's at the door like <laughs> I you know what I mean like I wonder if they're gonna talk bad about this game yeah there's a good chance because the name of the group is the game grumps yeah. like well I mean you know it's it's it there's a give and take to it right like I think sure. people are drawn to it a little bit and enjoy watching me bitch about games well you need um, the yin and the yang mm-hmm. you need the yeah. grump and the not so grump. exactly mm-hmm. when it's all grump people get sour and I don't blame them yeah because c- clearly Dan's like the favorite character because he's always positive so that that's where it comes from is people are like well you know he, he, he likes it and I like it so fuck you he man would like it if Aaron wasn't sitting there shitting yeah, on it all day but if, if 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 it were me and Dan and we were just like this is lovely like the whole time people would be like all right what's next like, <laughs> so I, I think there there is sort of like a yin and a yang like you say to it where it's like 
people are drawn to the schadenfreude of... I mean, that's why Mario Makers are still our most popular series. Like, every episode, we have hundreds of episodes, and each one has a million views. Just because people just like seeing me fucking go crazy over something that's ridiculously hard. Yeah. You um, fucking freak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the shit that comes out of your mouth, Aaron. Because it's maddening, man. Yeah. That wasn't even improv. That was from fucking... That was from Metal Gear Awesome 5, which will never come out. There's a scene in it where Snake calls Kaz a freak because he's missing all his limbs. And so you shit. were referencing your own cartoon, yeah, that only that, that never in your came mind. out. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I have it. I'm making it. I have the audio and everything. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Are you gonna finish that? Fuck, I don't fucking know. It's like seven minutes long, and it's and it, and, it, and I can't hold myself to any standard above like the best that I could possibly do. So if I ever actually produced it, it would take fucking a year. And I don't you, have that time, so it just sits on my hard drive, half story warded. Would you have to do it yourself, or could you get someone else to animate it? I I don't know. I know it would kill you inside, but it would exist. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that, well, that's the that's the whole like I would love it to exist, but would it really be the same if somebody it else wouldn't. made it? It wouldn't. Um, and I could storyboard it out with the poses and stuff, but that's still a shitload of work. And and knowing me, I'd probably just rough animate it anyway as I'm doing it without even realizing it. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh well, I just animated it. Oh whoops. Well, you could at least get someone to color it. Now I'm fucking 35, and I made a cartoon that's gonna make zero dollars. And <laughs> thanks YouTube. And and someone will say. Like this wasn't as funny as the other ones, and then, <laughs> and then that's it, and it's over. <laughs> you're just you're 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 not prejudging yourself, but you just you have that like feeling of like why bother? Because well, yeah, I mean, I, there. I mean, look, man, I, I we just produced a fucking video game, and that like yeah, it, it was like very good for the company, but also like I gave Vernon a huge chance to to prove himself and to have something under his belt and 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 we hired a bunch of uh programmers and stuff so it's like how, how is that worse than me hunkering in front of a fucking computer for a year <laughs> making something that somebody's going to watch once and then that's it and it's, it's 7 minutes of of nothing and it took me fucking forever like how is that better than what we just did there where it's I, 7 minutes of of special it's, I mean, it's, it's special. It'll be funny, yeah. And then people will be like, "He's back!" And then <laughs> well, let's tune in for the next one in one month. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's it's just it's not worth it. Um, I think. Well, it has to be a passion project. That's what you said. Yeah. It has to come with, if you know you'll like it, you got to make it. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Um, and that that that's also what's difficult about it because I'm in a position where like it's it's t it's a, where the fuck how did this come up when we were talking about completing yo, games? We're there, dude. We're, we're sort of there. A, to be fair, I this, was ready this, to wrap up the this podcast. Is like, and we just took a short yo, turn this, into gaming this is, journalism. This is this is the same shit though. Like what you experienced, what I experienced. It's just different. Yeah, this different is your things. struggle, Aaron. Yeah. yeah like, all right. All right. Fine. Um, <laughs> the what the fuck was I saying? What the hell? Oh yeah, passion. Right. Hmm. So I'm I'm passionate about a great many things. That's the thing. It's just time. It's just time and effort. And it's like if I say I'm working on Metal Gear Awesome Five right now, then I have to be like, hey, I'm carving out six months where I'm not doing anything else. I'm not hmm. doing any other passion project or anything right now. And 
I'm passionate about helping people create stuff. I'm passionate about giving everyone in the company a fair shake at something. I'm passionate about all these fucking... And I wouldn't... I'd have to put all that aside for this one thing. You're touring, you're making music, you're doing a hundred things. And it's selfish, and it's stupid, and it's like, I don't know if it's the thing that I'm the most passionate about. So, it's like, that's why it's sort of on the back burner, right? Like... I, I and I feel like it's been a fucking great year, and I'm super happy with things that we've accomplished. So mm-hmm. it's, there's just a duality to it because you know you, re, you I go on the internet and I read stuff that's it's it, everything's read in my own voice. That's how it's true for everybody. So it just feels like this one thing that's coming at me. So I see all this hypocritical shit coming at me of like I love what you do right now, and then fuck you for selling out and and getting away from animation or whatever and it's like so it's that's like one voice to me um which is super frustrating uh and i forgot the point of where i was going with that but the point is what's about passion right like how how are you supposed to be passionate about something where you feel that kind of pressure of someone who's just gonna treat you that way yeah exactly most of the drive behind why i would want to make another cartoon is because like it's like proving that I can still do it, but but that's not why you should do it. Yeah, but I don't need to. Yeah. So that's why it hasn't come out because I I keep going through that argument in my mind, and then that side always wins. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Um. I well, loved uh, I loved that uh, the interview you did with uh, Crendor, the fishing with Crendor video, where you like talked about your grassroots for Newgrounds, and because I could just I could see and, and hear you're passionate about what you love to make. And I think like, to me, like knowing you and who you are, I would say the your passion doesn't necessarily lie in like creating cartoons so much as you just like to create things. And I think like following that intuition of going to where your passion is at all times, like that's like, that's like your job. Like that's a cool thing to be proud of. And I think like if your passion's not there now, then like, let it be on the back burner. And a year from now, if you're like, yo, I want to animate again, then like, that's your passion. And that's your job. Your job is to follow your passion. And these people listening to this and your community around you, like not only will they support you, but they're going to be the ones who are going to pre-order nine months in advance. They're going to be the ones sitting out in the streets being like, yo, where's that passion at? I'm ready to go. And, And I think like, that's a real thing. Like if it, and I think, I mean, I could, I could say confidently, like, you know, I'd support you any way I could. Like, well, I appreciate that. And yeah. it's, it's also about like, man, you only get one life, dude. And if, and if I'm, if I spend 60 years making cartoons, it's like great, but also I haven't done anything else. So it's, it's, it, I feel like with animation, it's like, I've already done it, you know, like yeah. I, I spent years doing it and I've, and I've proved that I can do it and I got what I got out of it. And if I went back to do animation, it would be nostalgic, but I don't know that I would get anything new out of it. Whereas, like, I've never made a fucking game, and now we made a game, and, and it's like I I never went on tour, and now we're going on tour, and I never whatever, and 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 I have all these different experiences that are sort of enriching my life, which is something that I've always liked, and plus, like, I don't know, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of uh there's a little bit of fuck you energy in everything I do. Where, <laughs> Where, well, it's true. Yeah, because everything no, that I've I ever totally do- get that. <laughs> everything that I've ever done is because somebody said I couldn't do it. 
or, or they, they didn't listen to me. Or, I bet you can't make milk. You're awesome. Five. Ah, fuck gotcha. you. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Um, no, it's, it's like like voiceover or anything or producing a cartoon or whatever. So, you know, it's like I'm sitting there working my ass off making a cartoon and I know I can make cartoons and I go to some studio and I'm like, I want to make a cartoon for you. And they're like, oh, I don't know who the fuck you are. And I'm like, well, fuck you. I can make a cartoon. And I just do it. You know, like so that's what it's always been. Hmm. Um I'm I'm the same fucking way. Jared Jared called me out on it. Like he's like, if you ever want Gerard to do anything, tell him he can't do it and he'll do it. And he's right. Like I'm the same fucking way. I think uh, uh, one of my old buddies was like, you can't complete a game a week, and I was like, fuck you. Watch me do it, bitch. Like you can't stop me. And it's like here I am now, and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm still doing this. Like you just, it's we live in a society where people are either like their confidence is conceived as ego. But I really believe that like confidence is confidence, and if someone's doubting you, like you sh- like you said earlier, like you shouldn't let anyone tell you the idea is bad. You should just like commit to it and, yeah. and prove to it, and that's where the passion comes from. And then with hindsight, you can realize, yeah, that idea was pretty bad, but at least I made it. At least you made it. At least yeah, you did exactly. it. Exactly. At least yeah. you put it out there, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like I had the experience. Ninety percent of life is just showing up, and a lot of people don't show up. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to fucking put in the work yeah. and, it's, and it's hard and it's shitty but like at least you did it at least you can walk away and say I did this thing and not very many people can say that it's so easy to criticize something unless you've experience something to yeah. go with it and then at which point it's like why the fuck would you criticize it you would right. just talk to each other about your experiences yeah <laughs> be like do you remember did you have it i did too and yeah like, wow cool <laughs> we're connecting and having a good time yeah as opposed to like fuck you can't do it <laughs> i'm gonna go hide in my room and not have friends <laughs> that's me no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um anyway wow what a great tangent yeah, yeah, this, that, this that, has that, been this has been a pretty this is probably the coolest podcast I've been on. It's just been yeah. so fun hanging out with you it's guys. Pretty, pretty loosey goosey. Yeah, well, I think it's just us hanging out because that's something we don't get to do very often because we're all so goddamn busy. I know. But yeah, every um, time I see you at a party, we talk for like three hours and then we go, we should hang out. Yeah, I think I think the next party. Every go. time, every time Aaron and I hang out, we hang out for like eight to twelve hours together, and it's like nine a.m. the next day, and we're like, oh shit, we have stuff to do. Yeah, it's just because like there's never time to actually hang out. Well, yeah. It's also, man, it's it's fuck L.A. man. <laughs> it's so big. Yeah, you know, it's like we're technically in the same county, I guess. But yeah, we're not. It's we're, we're in the same county with like what twenty million yeah. other people. It's like I got to plan a week in advance. Like I'm going to where Gerard lives. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to stay there all day and then come back. Cause yeah, it's this fucking voyage. Um, speaking I hope of I which, have thirty pre- audiobooks on the way. Yeah, keep me sane. And speaking of which, I appreciate you coming out here. Absolutely, yeah, anytime. You, yeah. you guys always have my axe for anything. You know that. Whenever, whenever Thanks, people, buddy. whenever people come out to our office, we're like, oh my god, thank fucking god, <laughs> to go somewhere. It's like, yeah, we just had Funhouse in here today, and they were like way the fuck all the way across L.A. And yeah, they're they're by me. Across. No one's near us. Yeah, and we and, and we're out just, on the mountain. I was just like, thank you guys for coming here. <laughs> it's so awesome that you came here. <laughs> and there's five of you and you came here it's amazing um yeah thanks Jared thanks. yeah thanks hey, bud just, uh, tell us where people can find you and what you're what oh you're shit oh shit oh man plug plug, plug, plug away things. uh plug everything okay you can find me at uh youtube.com slash complete <laughs> 
completely peed? Yo. Is that taken? It is now. I'm sure by the time you said that, that channel already has its 100K plaque in the goddamn mail. Oh my god, I want to make completely peed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at uh, that one video gamer. Uh, you can find me at Super Beard Bros. Uh, and you can find if you like music, I, Big Bad Bosses. We're a video game Ooh, villain boy hell band. Oh yeah, yeah. Album two is in the works. What? Yeah, Shit. yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, it's I'm excited solid too. Album, dude. Same crew. Thank you. Think uh, almost the same crew. I think uh, we're either gonna try to expand it a bit and include more members, or change who's who's involved. We really wanted to do like a video game villain female girl group, but mm. there's not that many female villains there out there that I there. could make it iconic enough to make it work. But we'll see. That's I'm definitely Evila. Who's Evila from Space Channel Five? <laughs> oh. She's like a. Is she evil Ulala? She, yeah, she's like a robot evil oh, Ulala. That's a. Pudding. Pudding. She's from Space Channel 5. All of my vernacular comes from Space Channel 5. So it's if not, you need any Space Channel 5, you villains, got it. I got plenty of them. You can put Space Michael in there. Great. He's Michael Jackson, but he's in space. Right. No shit. And then, and then Everyone's when he, called Space their name. Yeah. Oh, and, then, and then when he shows up, Ulala's like, Space Michael. And he's like, hey. And then, and then he dances with you for a while. And that's it. That's all. Anyway. Yeah, the female bosses. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I really appreciate you guys' time. I know of course, you're man. busy working Likewise. a billion things. Yeah. But yeah. I got you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm Barry. I'm Razadoop on Twitter. Oh, and I'm Game Aaron. I'm on Game Grumps, YouTube.com slash Game Grumps. And on Twitter, I'm at Egoraptor. Yeah. E-G-O-R-A-P-T-O-R. And I'm also hashtag, at, at Cutie Saturday. Follow my hashtag on on Twitter. Follow Cutie Saturday. Jesus, <laughs> just peek the fuck out of the audio there. Sorry. Perfect. You like your you like your cuties, and I don't blame you. Yeah, man. Some talented goddamn artists out there. Well, I just like promoting people's art. It's all fucking good. I like all when of the, it is. I like when the internet can be nice. Yeah. It's yeah. Happy. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. Well, that's all I want, man. I want that feeling of like when you had like a forum with 20 people again and, we're, and it's all just like, check out this thing I just need. Wow, that's so cool. How did you do that? Oh, I did that. Wow, that's me. I'm going to try that. I'm gonna, and then it's like, I just want that again. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like, um, actually, and then like <laughs> yeah. <a> critique. <laughs> yeah. Don't even bother. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you. Everyone, bye, people. Bye, everyone. It's the the twentieth ending. Yes. Stay, Goodbye. stay, stay, fly. Lord of the Rings, the podcast. <laughs> Fade to white. <laughs> <laughs>